All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Independent, of course, a podcast brought to you by Wiffles Hybrids. My name is Eric Wilson. I'm an agronomy manager in Iowa, and today we have Jared Goplin, who is also an agronomy manager for Wiffles, covering parts of Iowa and Minnesota. Now, being that you're in Minnesota, Goplin, I thought we could open this up if you could walk us through proper uh, row cleaner settings for removing snow from a cornfield. So I'll just let you take it away from there. Yeah, you. Uh, they actually sell these little uh, snowblower attachments on the front of the rows or little snow plows to uh, move that snow snow aside. So that's what you got to have set up this spring. Uh, there is some six six foot drifts uh, near my house yet. So, but uh, the the soil conditions are improving. So you know what? If they did if they did sell those for planters, somebody would buy them, no doubt. So <laughs> some years it feels like we need them. That's for sure. Right. But uh, no, we're going to talk about some things around planting time today. So how's things going up in your world? Where are we at uh, with planting in your part of the world, Jared? Yeah, we definitely have a ways to go. I just uh, just went out and checked soil temps. We are about 50 degrees in the best uh, case scenario. South side of some trees, no residue, black soil. So, uh, But conditions are improving. You know, we are dry for the most part, especially in southwest Minnesota. Um, so, uh, in Southern Minnesota, there's some corn in the ground, but, uh, yeah, conditions aren't quite there. Still chilly. That's where a lot of our questions come from today, right? Right. That this is the time <laughs> of year when we get all kinds of questions around planting dates and emergence and, and, uh, what to do, what not to do, when should we start planting? Um, and, uh, actually that, that kind of, that kind of kicks off our first question. So, uh, Tim sent us a question. So thank you, Tim, for sending in that in. And as a reminder, if you guys have questions in the future, uh, we want to try and get those covered on future episodes. Go ahead and email those to agronomy at wiffles.com. So we'll be sending out Tim some uh, sweet wiffles paraphernalia. Eric, I was thinking, uh, yeah, am I allowed to, to send in questions so I get some sweet wiffle swag? Is that I don't think you is that I, right? I don't think we need any more. I mean, you could, you could, you could get an <laughs> alias, you know, you could sign up as an alias. So Tim's question, uh, I've heard of, of, to capture full yield potential planning should be as early as possible. In fact, the earlier, the better, how much of my corn yield potential is tied to planting? So, uh, in essence, this seems like a very simple question, but, uh, I love this question because I think. I think there's two major facets to this question. A lot of times when this comes up, uh, we talk about primarily university data showing that, you know, earlier planting dates generally champion later planting dates, right? And in fact, that's how we build, that's how we build a lot of our replant calculators, you know, looking at those in earlier stand of X amount versus a later stand of, of more amount, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, but I think there's also another facet to this, um, you know, and it kind of gets back to, uh, is there a correlation between, um, say, trendline yield, trendline corn yield for the United States and planting date? And I want to talk about both of them. So whichever whichever part of that you want to talk about first, Jared. Yeah. So, um, you know, there was some interesting stuff that uh, Dr. Tharp had done uh, here a couple uh, last year, actually, I believe, uh, where he summarized some of the uh, trend line yield data from uh, basically U.S. Uh, by state by state yield uh, and basically looked at, uh, you know, how the planning dates uh, actually correlated to that. And I know there's, there's some other folks that have done similar type of work in the past. And, and at the end of the day, it's not a very good predictor. So uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, the university data does 
show that you know earlier planting dates are better, but um, there is some caveats to that. It doesn't mean planting in March is going to yield better than than in May. Uh, there's a lot of other factors that go into yield. You know, if we think about uh, uh, conditions at planting, that's one that comes up a lot and is, is super important. Um, you know, me personally, I'd rather plant into good conditions May 20th than marginal conditions, you know, April 25th. Um, so that's a big part of it. And there's just a lot of other factors that go on throughout the growing season. Uh, there's just a lot of things that go into building yield potential. So planting date is one part of that. And, uh, you know, obviously we have to get planted early enough, um, you know, comes back to the ability to capture sunlight. I know back in 2019 when we had a lot of uh, late planting, you know, guys were thinking, hey, should I plant corn on June 10th? And uh, then the discussion comes up. It's like, uh, you know, okay, when is that uh, corn actually going to reach full canopy closure? Uh, and, and how much sunlight is it actually going to capture? Because at the end of the day, we're just trying to, you know, capture sunlight and package that into corn kernels, basically. Um, so, you know, the ability to get that canopy developed is, is our primary objective, you know, by a reasonable time in the summer. And for the most part, as, as long as you get planted by early to mid-May, you're in pretty good shape there. So, and that's, I think, what a lot of that uh, sort of trend line uh, yield um, kind of uh, correlation, I mean, is really telling us that, Planning day is part of the puzzle, but it's it's not that big of a piece as long as we get in the field at a reasonable time. Right. It's just, it's it's one, you know, I, I don't want to downplay the importance of planning date because it is important, but it is it is one piece to the overall puzzle of building yield. Um, it, you know, spoiler alert, we're going to put some links in for uh, Tharp's video that you can, you can take a look at. I believe he did it last year or two years ago, but uh, there is no correlation. You know, you can have an early planting date and have really poor below trend line yields. A good example of this uh, not too long ago would be going back to 2012, especially if you look at uh, like the state of Illinois. They got planted, they hit 50% planted at a very early date in April. Everything that else that happened the rest of that season uh, resulted in below trend line yields for Illinois, right? So, you know, an early planting date benefits you when there's heat units to capture right um and that's that's kind of what we've been talking about a little bit this year in particular field conditions are pretty good uh things are tilling up very nicely however heat unit accumulation has been rather slow now that being said these earlier planning dates are likely going to do better than some of the later ones but it comes back to also having good field conditions and having that heat there to capture. You know, as an example, if it was 32 degrees out and bone dry, there's no reason you couldn't go plant corn, but there's no benefit there because there's no heat to capture, right? It's just going to sit there and do nothing. That's uh, in reviewing some of the university, you know, research that's been done on this. I know the University of Minnesota has a, a really nice data set, a couple of them actually, with a lot of years uh, of data there. Um, I know I've talked to some of the guys that have done these trials. One of the things uh, I wish uh, we had access to was soil conditions at the time of planting. Um, just talking with uh, some of those folks, I know that is a big influencer, but they didn't you know, necessarily take great notes on that, so we can't go back and look. Uh, but one of the, the big notes that they have made on those studies is that uh, in years like this, when it's cold, when you don't really accumulate much you know, for GDU accumulation in April, you're not losing any yield potential. So. Um, you know, those of you who, uh, you know, out there that haven't planted any corn yet, um, you know, you really haven't lost out on, on much for GDU accumulation. So if we were to predict how that planting date curve is going to look this year, uh, it's probably not started to drop off yet. We've got uh, definitely some time 
um, you know, even on an average year, it's like I said earlier, it's like May 10th uh, for the most part, really across the, the upper mid Midwest uh, studies that I've looked at. So uh, this year it'll probably look a little different just because it's been cold. Yeah. And that, and that would make sense. So you're, you're, you're basically saying like the optimum window is going to be likely wider this year, right? Because of, because of the slow heat unit accumulation and, and slow emergence conditions. The, the way I always look at these early planting dates is it's, uh, you know, I like to have a, my eggs in a few different baskets. <laughs> you know, I'd hate to have all my corn planted really early because then if you get a frost, you know, later on in May, you know, the first week of May or whenever that corn comes out of the ground, um, you know, there's just a little more risk there if you got all those, you know, all of your corn planted on a single planting date, for instance. Um, so, you know, the ability to spread that out, you know, if you do have some good soil conditions early, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to put some in. But uh, at the same time, if you have some that goes in mid-May into to perfect warm soil, um, it'll probably be due just as well. But it's nice to have a little diversity there just to kind of hedge some of that risk, I guess. Right. How I view right. some of these early planting dates. And, and, you know, also you got to remember, too, the longer it takes corn to come up, the less likely you're going to have that target seeding rate that you dropped, right? Which which is totally okay. Um, you know, you can you could probably afford to lose uh, a couple thousand plants and you're still going to have, you know, maximum yield potential for that planting date. Uh, but I always like to remind guys too that, you know, if it's planted early and it sits there for a couple weeks, three weeks, you're probably not going to have 100% emergence, right? Since Eric, uh, since you got a quiz question from Ryan last week, I decided I wanted to do the same for you. So oh, good. I got, your, I got uh, last week's wrong. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see what I can botch this week. So if you, if you plant corn and uh, the, the average soil temp stays at 50, how many days is it going to take to emerge? The average sto- soil, uh, like a hu- yep. 130, <laughs> 120. Uh, according to. 35 days is what uh, is what I come up oh, with, it, uh, it, according to uh, Dr. Dan Quinn. It, so it, I found that uh, earlier today. 45 days. So if it stays 50. 30, 35 oh, days. Oh, 35 days. Okay. So, okay. So it'll take, over a month, take, take a month with, well, <laughs> there, there might be a few situations where we see, see uh, three weeks this year for sure. So, But if you think about that, I was thinking about this too, because I was like, wouldn't it take a lot longer than that? But I suppose at the average, you know, the high temp for the day, you know, there is, uh, you know, periods of the time that... Uh, that soil is actually 50 degrees, you know, even though the night or 45, for instance, Yep. Uh, even though, or, uh, or sorry, 55, whereas the nighttime low is on 45 or 40, whatever it might be. So if it, yeah, average so. is 50. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're uh, 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Great. <laughs> I'll get a great streak going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. So this kind of leads into a lot of the same things that we were hitting on already. Um, but I, I love this question. There's lots of different ways you can answer it. Which hybrids should I plant first, Jared? It's probably one of your favorites. Uh, we hear this every year. Which hybrid should I plant first? Lots of different ways you could take this. What's your take on the question? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of these, you know, are framed around, you know, some of the ideas of, well, maybe I should plant my longer RM corn first, you know, uh, make sure they, you know, have access to the full growing season. Um, you know, that's kind of some of the mentality behind the question, I guess, in, in a lot of cases. And, and for the most part, you know, I don't really get excited about that. Um, you know, plant the fields that are ready. Um, I think everybody out there, um, you know, I know me for sure. I mean, we've got a, a crazy amount of diversity in terms of some light soils, uh, all the way to some really heavy, uh, wet soils. And it's pretty obvious, um, you know, I think for a lot of guys, which fields are going to plant first on the operation. And I really wouldn't change that. Uh, I wouldn't move your hybrids around. Um, that's where I get real nervous. You know, you spent all that time and energy. That's a lot of what we do is, you know, help with hybrid placement. 
um, you've selected, you know, hybrids for a field that you think are, are going to do really well. You know, why would you change that just based on a week or two different in planning date? Uh, you know, you made those decisions for a reason and uh, don't forget about it just because now you're excited about getting in the planner. Um, you know, that's at least one of the risks that we run. But for the most part, plant, plant the field when they're ready and, and uh, you know, don't worry too much about hybrid RM or those types of things. Could not, could not agree more. Uh, is this, this comes back to what we preach all the time, right? Soil conditions, field conditions, plant what you had planned to go there. You put all that effort into making a hybrid placement plan. You've got everything lined up. Whatever field happens to be ready first, whatever hybrid you had or hybrid selected for that field, that's what I like to recommend going with. Um, a lot of times those those later maturities first conversation comes up, um, you know, much later in the season when we're when we have some of those later May planning dates, especially for some of our northern geographies. But, you know, it's not May yet. We got plenty of time. Stick to your plan uh, because you put the plan in place for a reason, right? You picked that hybrid for that field for a reason. So don't abandon it. One of the other things that comes up with that conversation sometimes is, you know, the emergence score. You know, we provide an emergence vigor score. You know, how does that play in? I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, an emergence vigor score, not necessarily an emergence Right. It's, it's, um, you know, it's almost kind of an artifact of like early season growth, uh, more than anything, uh, in my opinion. So it's, it's not necessarily, I I wouldn't call it a stress emergence score. I wouldn't call it, uh, you know, a, a speed of emergence score. Um, but it's more reflective on that genetic and, and kind of its early season vigor and, and how it gets going once it comes out of the ground. Keep to the plan. You pick that hybrid for a reason. Um, but as always, remember, soil conditions are pinnacle. That is the most important thing. Uh, if you got a field that's ready to go, stick to the hybrid that you had planned for that field. Any other comments on that one, Jared? Nope. Really just comes down to, uh, you know, being in these fields when they're fit. You know, focus on soil conditions. At this point, you know, the forecast is looking like it's going to be getting warmer. So if you have fit soil conditions, that uh, that makes me happy, I guess, as an agronomist. And, uh, yeah, I uh, think we'll have some nice planting windows here going forward. And we can hopefully hit those those ideal soil conditions and have uh, good yield potential going forward. So that, I know the one thing that uh, that always haunts you is if you push conditions and mud a crop in, that's pretty tough to fix. And uh, it's pretty tough to get top yields in those situations. So. Yeah, there's uh, there's no benefit to pushing a field and mudding anything in. I promise you that. So with that, I think we'll wrap this up for episode number two. If you guys have any feedback in the future, uh, we'd certainly love to hear from you. And again, as another reminder, uh, give us some material for future episodes. Just email your questions to agronomy at wiffles.com. Thanks for listening and stay safe out there, guys. 